Chapter Twenty Five. Seal Blubber. Flora's father's car seat smelled like butterscotch and ketchup, and Flora was in the back seat, where the smell of butterscotch and ketchup was the most powerful. She had a Bootsy Boots shoebox with Ulysses in it on her lap, and she was feeling carsick, even though the car wasn't moving yet. She was also feeling the tiniest bit overwhelmed. Things in general were pretty confusing. For instance, here was Ulysses sitting in a shoebox. Knowing that there was a shovel in the trunk of the car, and that the man driving the car had been instructed to whack him over the head with the shovel, and the squirrel didn't look worried or afraid; he looked happy. And then there was Flora's mother, the person who had given Flora the shoebox to protect her little friend on his journey. We'll just put this washcloth in here as a comfy blanket. She was standing at the door, smiling and waving goodbye to them, as if she weren't truly a murder-planning arch nemesis. Talk about the darkness of ten thousand hands. Nothing was as it seemed. Flora looked down at the squirrel. Of course, he was not what he seemed either, and that was a good thing—an incandesto thing. Flora felt a shiver of disbelief, of possibility passed through her. Her parents had no idea what kind of squirrel they were dealing with. Her father put the car in reverse. As he backed out of the driveway, Flora saw William Spiver standing in Tootsie's front yard. He was looking up at the sky. He turned his head slowly in the direction of the car. His glasses flashed in the sun. Tootie appeared. She was waving one of the pink gloves as if it were a flag of surrender. "Stop the car!" she shouted. "Step on the gas!" Flora said to her father. She did not want to talk to Tootie, and she definitely did not want to talk to William Spiver. She didn't want to see herself reflected in his dark glasses. She had her own thoughts about the random and confusing nature of the universe. She didn't need this too. Also, she was in a hurry. There was a murder to stop, a superhero to mentor, villains to vanquish, darkness to eradicate. She she couldn't waste time trading stupid thoughts with William Spiver. Flora Bell shouted William Spiver, almost as if he were reading her mind. I've had some interesting thoughts. He ran towards the car and fell into the bushes. Great Aunt Tootie, she shouted. I need your assistance. What in the world is going on? Said her father. He slammed on the brakes. It's just a temporarily blind boy, said Flora. And Mrs. Tickum from next door. She's his aunt, his great aunt. Never mind. It doesn't make any difference. Keep going. But it was too late. Tootie had helped William Spiver out of the bushes, and the two of them were walking towards the car. William Spiver was smiling. Hello, her father called out to them. I'm George Buckman. How do you do? Flora's father introduced himself to everyone all the time, even if the person was someone he had already met. It was an annoying, extremely persistent habit. "Hello, sir," said William Spiver. "I am William Spiver. I would like to speak to your daughter, Flora Bell." "I don't have time to talk to you right now, William Spiver," said Flora. "Great Aunt Tootie, can you assist me? Will you take me to Flora's side of the vehicle? Please excuse me while I escort this extremely disturbed and neurotic child to the other side of the car," said Tootie. "Certainly, certainly." Said Flora's father, and then he said to absolutely no one, "George Buckman, how do you do?" Flora sighed. She looked down at Ulysses, considering the humans beings she was surrounded by. Believing in the squirrel seemed like an increasingly reasonable plan of action. I wanted to apologize," said William Spiver, who was now standing beside the window. "For what?" said Flora. "It wasn't the worst poetry I've ever had." "Oh," said Flora. "Also, I'm sorry that I wouldn't take my glasses off when you asked me to." Take them off now, then," said Flora. "I can't," said William Spiver. "They've been glued to my head by evil forces beyond my control." "You lie," said Flora. 
Yes. No, I don't know. I do. I'm engaging in hyperbole. It seems as if the glasses have been glued to my head. He lowered his voice. Actually, I'm afraid that if I take my glasses off, the world, the whole world will unravel. That's stupid, said Flora. There are bigger things to worry about. For instance, Flora realized that she was going to say something to William Spiver that she hadn't intended to say. The words were out of her mouth before she could stop them. Do you know what an arch nemesis is? She whispered. Of course I do. William Spiver whispered back. Right, said Flora. Well, Ulysses, had, Ulysses has got one. It's my mother. William Spiver's eyebrows rose up above his dark glasses. Flora was pleased to note that he looked properly surprised and shocked. Speaking of Ulysses, said Tootie, I have some poetry that I would like to recite to him. Are you sure that now is the time for poetry recitation, said William Spiver? Ulysses sat up straighter in his bootsy-boots shoebox. He looked at Tootie. He nodded. I was moved by your poetry, said Tootie to the squirrel. Ulysses puffed out his chest. And I have some poetry that I would like to recite to you in honor of the recent um transformations in your life. Tootie put her hand on her chest. This is Relk, she said. You sent out beyond your recall. Go to the limits of your belonging. Embody me. Flare up like flame and make big shadows. I can move in. Ulysses stared at Tootie, his eyes bright. Flare up like flame, said Flora's father from the front seat. That is moving, yes. That's quite lovely. Flaring up like flame. Thank you so much. We have to be on our way now. But will you return, said William Spiver? Flora looked up and saw William Spiver's words hanging in the air above him like a small, tattered flag. But will you return? I'm just spending the afternoon with my father, William Spiver, she said. It's not like I'm heading off to South Pole. Terrible things can happen to you had done an extensive piece on what to do if you were stranded in the South Pole. Their advice can be summed up in three simple words. Eat, seal, blubber. It was astonishing, really, what people could live through. Flora felt cheered up all of a sudden just thinking about eating seal blubber and doing impossible things, surviving when the odds were against her and her squirrel. They would figure out a way to outwit the arch nemesis. They would triumph over the shovel and the sack, and they would triumph together like Dolores and Incandesto. I'm glad, said William Spiver. I'm glad that you're not going to the South Pole, Flora Bell. Flora's father cleared his throat. George Buckman, he said, how do you do? It was nice to meet you, sir, said William Spiver. Remember those words, said Tootie. Flare up like flame, said Flora's father. I was speaking to the squirrel, said Tootie. Of course, said Flora's father. My apologies, the squirrel. I will see you again, said William Spiver. Beware the arch nemesis, said Flora. I will see you again, said William Spiver. We're off to fight evil, said Flora, as her father backed the car out of the driveway. William Spiver waved at the car. I will see you again! He seemed so stuck on the idea of seeing her again that Flora didn't have the heart to tell him that he was waving in the wrong direction.